Chase McGrath for the win for the Volunteers. From 40. On the way, a knuckleball. He got it! And here they come. Another look at the game's final play. That would make things a lot make things a lot easier for Mahomes, and he's going to have an opportunity at the end here. First and ten. Mahomes intercepted, and that's Taron Johnson with the theft. Unbelievable. So I think. Yeah. A little glitch there. <laughs> this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast. What a football weekend it was. One of the best football weekends I can remember. October is an intense time. There are baseball playoffs happening as well. Feel bad for baseball because no one cares when Saturday gets here. People are like, oh, yeah. Huh. Phillies advance. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Strohs. But what a football weekend. You heard the Vols knock off Alabama. And remember, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, YouTube, etc., etc. Not over that phrase. I don't feel bad about it. Upsets abound in the National Football League, and I guess technically upsets abound in college football as well. Um, Alabama had looked very weak this year. A&M almost got them. Texas probably would have gotten them without uh, their star quarterback getting hurt, and they go to Tennessee, and they get beat. Bryce Young is good. Holy shite. What a good quarterback that guy is. But Texas, or excuse me, Tennessee knocks him off with a game-winning field goal there. You also heard Patrick Mahomes getting picked off in the clutch. It looked like he was trying to throw a ball away or fit one in there, and a safety read him and just took it away. Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs and Bills games are always good. None of these teams can run the goddamn football, though, and that's why it's always like, oh, how can they not score? This is, I want the high-flying shootout. Well, they don't run the fucking ball, dude. So they just play the pass. And like when you Part of like good defense on football is if your opponent is predictable. And these guys are. Uh, we'll start in the Tennessee-Alabama game just because it was such a big deal. Um, but usually don't do college football. There was a really intense call, of course. Um, it looked like roughing the passer, but it might not have been. So let's watch the play here. Um, chase, throws, and in and out of so they called roughing the passer. It was fourth and something. Hendon Hooker made a, a god-awful decision to instead of go for the first down... Throw to the end zone about 20 yards. And the end zone. They did call pass interference. Steps out inside the 20. It's interference on this play. Let's see there it. is a flag at the. F- um, Saban was asked about it. Didn't really say anything. So there was like a little, bit, a little bit of controversy. But for the most part, my my take on this is that it didn't really matter. I mean, people, you get screwed. Bama gets lucky all the time. You get screwed. You don't get screwed. Things happen. Right. Like it just that's part of the game. Like I I. I like that they had to deal with it, which is totally fine. Totally fine with me. So, I mean, whatever. That's part of the deal. The other things that you can say, Tennessee is now finally ranked. What's up? Well, they've been ranked, but they've been ranked higher than Alabama. for the. First, I, this is probably the first time they've been ranked higher than Alabama since Saban's been there, right? I don't know. I'm not going to get into a eulogy of Tennessee football or whatever soliloquy. So, Tennessee now, the third-ranked team in the country. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, then Alabama. Michigan and Clemson have been playing patty cake in the top five for their, this one's four, that one's five, whatever. They both are whatever. Uh, 
Michigan did destroy Penn State. Um, my B. Ole Miss wins again. TCU, UCLA also undefeated. And the lowest ranked undefeated team. I told you fucking people. I was right. I knew Syracuse would be the pain in the ass this year. I should have never backed down. I told you. It feels like a Syracuse year. It happens about every seven years. <sighs> Take your fucking medicine. I know my shit. All right, let's get to pro football where upsets were happening all over the place. I can't decide which one was the biggest one, but I am going to play this play because I hate the Packers. So here we go. The completion to Conklin, the tight end, who's got a first down. Uh, Packers got their asses gripped. Here's a touchdown from Brees Hall. A trap play inside. And a beauty. Hall running free. Brees Hall inside the 10. He's going to score. Unbelievable. Touchdown. So let's mute it, and we'll, say, we'll go back and look at this play if you're watching on Spotify. It was an end-around play, and it was supposed to be a trick play. And if we go through it, I'll play it here, right? So it's a, it's a little trap, a lot of like an inside counter thing, and these guys are pulling. But you see Garrett Wilson, this guy right here, the guard pushes this blitzing D-back, Rasul Douglas, this way, okay? And then this, the Brees Hall is supposed to pitch it to Garrett Wilson, but instead he's like, wow, no one's there. I'll just fuck it. Right there, he's supposed to get the ball back to this guy, but it, the trick play is blown up, slash, no one's in the middle. So he's like, I'm just going to take this. Bye. And he just runs through him. Stiff arms. That guy, Brees Hall's good. Iowa State running back from the draft last year. Rookie, rookie's killing it for the Jets. The best part of this game was their superstar rookie, uh, Sauce Gardner, who already has an elite nickname, wearing, he. I don't know how he got the cheese head. Somehow the cheese head got onto the field and Sauce wore it. Listen. He's wearing the cheese head. Look at him. Rookie cornerback number one, Sauce Gardner. What a great nickname. Look at him. Cheese head. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, Packers suck. The Packers suck. The Rams suck. They just play good. They just play bad teams. They (laughs) had to rally to beat uh, PJ Walker yesterday. But let's keep it with the upset trend. Um... That was not the only upset of the day. Another enormous, enormous upset. Well, they're everywhere. But <laughs> the biggest upset to me, the Steelers had Kenny Pickett. They looked bad. They, Kenny Pickett gets a concussion. They put Mitch Trubisky back in. They beat the Bucks. Brady caught yelling on the sidelines uh, at his linemen. NFL Films will have that tape. When I used to work at NFL Films, I would immediately go listen to that kind of thing. Pretty in- entertaining. The Patriots were underdogs. The Browns, they destroyed the Browns. 38-15. to 15. Holy crap. The Falcons beat the Niners by two touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo had a pick six in this game. I don't think it was his fault, if I remember correctly. The Seahawks go to Arizona, and they beat the Cardinals 19-9. to But two big games, the ones we started with in the, the Sunday night football game, had Bills and Chiefs, both of which had one loss. And, of course, Bills and Chiefs. Mahomes and Allen are the new Brady and Manning. Um, they wanted the new Brady and Manning to be Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, but... Lamar Jackson was better than Josh Allen um, as Josh was developing, and then Josh became better than kind of both of them. He's playing better than both of them right now. He's, he's amazing. And, yeah, it was a great game. 24 to 20, which is the score that Romo predicted, which is hilarious. Eight points below the over. They don't hit the over, and I'm telling you, it's because they don't run the ball. They don't, they're, if they could run the ball, either of these teams, in a power-running way, then it would set up their other stuff. But now when they play teams that have good secondaries, they just kind of can't do anything. Because they're ready for the pass. Like, they're defending the pass. The way dropping seven men down low defends the run. So that was a big game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. 
one of which was on the, you know, he does that kind of scrambly shit near the goal line and he just throws one up and it always seems to work out for them. Well, the Bills are good and it didn't work out. He threw a pick and then he threw a pick in crunch time. That was, again, him trying to do too much. Him and Josh Allen both in crunch time against good teams have a tough time taking their medicine and just understanding the chess game of like, eh, fuck it. I'll just try again on third down. And that screwed Patrick Mahomes twice and that's why the Chiefs lost. So uh, Josh Allen outplayed him. Then the Cowboys and the Eagles they always make us watch this goddamn game in primetime, and it's never worth it. But this time it was. Uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys, two really good teams. The Cowboys are elite defensively, but they have Cooper Rush, and he sucks. But that's fine. He's a backup. He's supposed to suck. He's an excellent backup. They were 4-0 in his first four starts. Cowboys come back down to earth at 4-2. and The Eagles stay hot. Uh, they're starting to get figured out a little bit. I think that they could use a little break in their schedule. Um... Because the Lions scored a bunch of points in them, and then they destroyed the Commanders and the Jags. They looked good, but it was only a one-score victory. Then they sneaked by the Cardinals. They beat the Cowboys last night by nine. They have the Steelers. <sighs> they have a bye week? Next Saturday is not the 30th, right? Yeah, so they have a bye week this week, and then they have the Steelers. It's not a good time for the bye. The Eagles are completely healthy. They don't need it at all. Their next games are Steelers, Texans, and Commanders, though, so they could easily get to 8-0, at which point they will be close to locking up a playoff spot. 9-10 wins ought to do it in the NFC this year. Uh, is that it for upsets? There are upsets everywhere. The Jets beating the Packers, man. That was banana land. I cannot believe that that happened. The way that it did, final score of the Jets-Packers game was 24. Was it 24? 24-10, I think. Yeah, 27-10. It could have been worse. They uh, kicked a field goal to make it 27-10, but they could have scored to make it 31-10. Aaron Rodgers got benched, or they pulled him out because of whatever. Quinnen Williams for the Jets. Uh, if you want to sound smart, Quinnen Williams was the third overall pick 2019. Whew, he looks like it now. Damn, that guy can play some ball. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase make their return to the Superdome in NOLA for the first time since they won the national championship with the greatest offense in college football history. And they come from behind to beat the Saints. Jamar Chase with the big home run touchdown. Well, kind of. It was like an eight-yard thing, and then Tyron Matthew looked slow, and the guy that was guarding him, I forget his name, looked bad. And so he took it to the house, but the Bengals looked good. Um... All right, let's go to some baseball. I just want to update you what's going on in the land of baseball. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Fuck, we'll end with this. Actually, I'm going to make fun of some people. Tennessee. <sighs> this is a bad look. This is a we've never been here before look. And when I was at Ole Miss, we did something similar to this, but we had never been there. And this is not our thing. But Tennessee tries to be like, oh, we're the same as Alabama and Oklahoma. No, shut the fuck up. No. No. So they... They, they storm the field, which Bama people don't storm the field anymore, obviously. They storm the field. They take the goalpost down. They walk them to the Tennessee River. It was electrifying. It was awesome. But now the University of Tennessee <laughs> says that they need help from the people to pay because it's a fine and you need new goalposts. And so they've set up a fundraising thing. Um, and they're getting roasted on the Internet, and rightfully so. I cannot believe that they're just, dude, pay the fucking bill. So here's the tweet from Tennessee. It says, y'all remember how he tore the goalpost down, hauled him out of Neyland and dumped him in the Tennessee River? Yeah, that was awesome. Anywho, turns out in order to play next week's game, we need goalposts on our field. Could y'all help us out? Prayer hands. Wikipedia says that the university's endowment is $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion. And they're asking for donations for their goalposts? Where the fuck is Peyton Manning? 
What a bad look. They've raised $69,000. They're not even halfway there. I hope they don't get there. This is a douchebag move. This is a douchebag move. Like, this is, like, you guys deserve to have lost 15 years in a row. Douchebags. Pay the fucking bill. Call an alumni. Call one alumni. I can't. Wow. Tools. $1.3 billion. That's billion with a B in case you haven't been able to pronounce it. Or haven't heard me me pronounce it. Uh, yeah, quick Monday. We'll get a little bit deeper into some of these storylines. I will get you out of here on this. A columnist from the LA Times wrote a really sick article. It was titled Commentary. The excruciating conclusion of the Dodgers' glorious season. The LA Times tweeted the following. If there were ever a case for canceling the playoffs and awarding a championship to one team because it was so clearly better than the others, the 2022 LA Dodgers would be it. The 2022 LA Dodgers have been eliminated by the San Diego Padres. The Padres and the Phillies start the National League Championship Series tomorrow. Monday Night Football tonight, Chargers and Broncos, RIP, best football weekend ever. Uh, playoffs tomorrow, NBA preview, NHL recap, and getting deeper into some NFL storylines. Back and better than, better than ever then. Bye-bye.